summary of the Sikha. Asara Vatevis always comes out around Shabbos Parsha Vayigash. And since we know from the Shalah that every event on the calendar, like Yom Tevim or fast days, are connected to the Parsha in which they are read. So the Parsha that is read in which they fall. So certainly there is a connection between Asara Vatevis and Parsha Vayigash. And since Asara Vatevis is considered to be the first and uh, the, the head of all the fast days it started, and as will be explained later, so it's not just, it's not only connected to Parsha, to Asara Vatevis, but also to the, in, the entire idea of fast days as they occur, occur throughout the year are connected to Parsha Vayigash. And since the point of a fast day is Tshuva so that we can rebuild the Beis Amigdash, that's ultimately the point. So therefore, this connection, it's likely, it uh, stands to reason that the connection is to how these fast days will be experienced in the time after Mashiach. So what is the, uh, what is the theme of Parsha Vayigash? As brought out by the name, as we know, the name always expresses the theme of the Parsha. Vayigash means he approached. Who approached? Yehuda approached Yosef, which means that Vayigash talks about the coming together, the unification between Yehuda and Yosef. In fact, the Haftarah also is on the same theme. It talks about what will happen um, in the future, that Yehuda and Yosef will, will come together once again, because this is referring, referencing the fact that there was a split in Am Yisrael back in the time of the first base Amigdosh, there was the tribe of Yehuda and Binyamin, and then there was the, the rest of the ten Shvatim on the other side, led uh, in a sense, so Yosef, that represents Yosef. And then there will come a time, in the time of Mashiach, when they will come together again and become one, um, one united community. But although the two communities will come together, Yehuda and Yosef, but still Yehuda remains dominant, remains the leader. As the Haftarah says, Va'avdi David David will remain the leader, the king forever. So this idea of the, the these two ideas of the coming together of Yosef and Yehuda, and that Yehuda remains the leader, can also be found in regards to what will happen to the fast days in the future after Mashiach comes. What will these fast days become? So Ram, the Rambam brings at the end of Hilchas Tainis, he brings the, the prophecy that in the time of Mashiach all these fast days will be transformed lebeis, and he quotes lebeis Yehuda from a pasuk lebeis Yehuda l'sasin l'simcha will become for the house of uh, Yehuda for rejoicing and, and uh, yamim toivim and truth and, and peace will be beloved in other words there will be this peace between Yehuda and Yosef but still, it's called base Yehuda. Yehuda is dominant. So even though there's the peace between Yosef and, and Yehuda, but it's still uh, Yehuda is dominant. So to understand this whole matter, we first have to explain what the Rambam is saying with this final halacha in the laws of, of fast days. He says the following, all the fast days will eventually be bottled. They will no longer exist. They will stop being fast days in the time of Mashiach. And not only that, but they will also become Yom Tevim, days of celebration and the days of rejoicing and so on. As the Pasuk says, so said Hashem, 
the fast of the fourth month, which means Shivasavatamas, uh, uh, which is in Tamas, which is the fourth month, and the, the fast of the fifth month, Tishubab, the fast of the seventh month, Sumgidalia, and the sa- fast of the tenth month, which is Asarabatevis, Tevis is the tenth month, will be for the house of Yehuda for rejoicing and for jo- joy and for Yomim Tevim, and truth and peace will be beloved. That's, the, that's what he says. He actually quotes this from the Tesefta. The source of it is in Tesefta, but over there it's written very differently, slightly differently, let's say. Over there it simply says, those days will eventually be days of Yom Tevim for the Jewish people. As the Pasuk says, so said Hashem, and he brings this Pasuk, that Pasuk that we just quoted. So we have to understand a few things about the Rambam. First of all, why does he divide it into two separate uh, sentences? First he says, they will no longer be fast days, and then he says, not only that, they'll become Yom Tevim. Why not just say it briefly the way that the Sefta says, in the future these will become days of rejoicing. Which of course means that they'll no longer be fast days. So why do you have to spell out that they will stop being fast days? Also, why does the Ramam leave out Li Yisroel? They will stop being fast days. In the, uh, in the Tesefta, it says, for the Jewish people. The Ramam leaves that out. And it would seem that it would be necessary to write Li Yisroel because the Pasuk spell estates singles out Lebes Yehuda, which might make you think that it was eliminating, not for the, the rest of the ten Shvatim, which were not part of the community of Yehuda. In fact, in fact, the Pasuk singles out Yehuda because the Pasuk is written during the time of the second base Amigdosh, that this will happen at the second base Amigdosh. And in that time, there was no Yisrael. The Yisrael, the rest of the Ten Shvatim had been banished. They had gone into exile during the middle of the, of the period of the first base Amigdosh, and they never returned. Since then, they never returned. So therefore it's talking about Beis Yehuda because that was the community at that time. But when Rambam is talking about the future, he shouldn't single out Yehuda. He should be saying to Yisrael too. Another question could be asked. In Tur, at the end of Hilchas Tainus, also at the end of the Laws of Fast Days, he brings the same idea, the same concept. But however, in the Tur he says, in the future, Hashem will turn these days into, will transform them into days of joy, as it says in the Pasuk, and I will transform their sadness, their mourning into rejoicing, and I will comfort them, and I will bring them joy from their sadness. So we have to understand, why doesn't the Rambam quote the same Pasuk that the the Torah says, especially that his Pasuk, the Rambam's Pasuk, is talking during the second base of Migdash the Pasuk that the Torah quotes is talking about the time of Mashiach so it would make sense, more sense to quote that Pasuk so to understand this we have to first examine the idea of the transformation of the fasts into days of joy, rejoicing there are three ways in which this transformation happens the first one, the most basic one is that there is no more fast day the fast day is no longer a fast day, the day is no longer a fast day, because it's no longer, there's no longer a reason to fast, we have the Beis Amigdash, we have Geula, so why should we fast? The whole reason of fasting is because of the destruction of the Beis Amigdash and the the non-Jewish nations oppress us and so on, but now that that's over there's no reason to fast then there is the fact that it's turned into a day of celebration 
What's the reason that it's turned into a day of celebration? Because since it's no longer a fast day, so therefore, what is the natural reaction? We celebrate instead. And, oh, the fast is over. The trouble is over. It becomes a day of celebration. Then there is a third level, which is that the fast itself is transformed. We begin to see it as the fast itself becomes transformed into a reason of rejoicing. A difficult concept to understand, but it's understood from what it says in the Tilim. I will thank you, Hashem, in the time of Mashiach, because you punished me. What do you mean, because you punished me? Shouldn't, have sa- shouldn't it have said, although you punished me, I will thank you? Why is punishing me a reason for thanking? The answer is because then we will begin to see that every punishment that Hashem did for the, for the Jewish people. Is, was the greatest favor he could do for us we begin to see the punishment as something um, so a reason to celebrate in a similar way the fast itself begin, is transformed into a reason for rejoicing not the day of the fast is now a day of rejoicing but the fast itself is transformed and these three levels actually line up with the idea of tshuva. We know that a fast day is for the purpose of tshuva. That is the whole idea of a fast day. It leads you to tshuva. So there are three, these same three levels can be seen in tshuva, at least a higher level tshuva, tshuva me'ava. There is the basic um, level that you reach through tshuva, which is it uproots the sin, it wipes away the sin retroactively. It doesn't exist anymore. Then there is that when a person does proper tshuva, because a person failed, in order to move away from that failure, what do you do? You lean to the other direction, which means you begin to do even more, uh, you, you do more and better in that same area in which you failed, more than an average person would do. So the fact that you were, the tshuva leads you to do better in this area than even a normal person would do. And then there is the ultimate level, which is that the Avera itself is turned into a, a, a credit, a positive thing. As is well known, that through very, very committed tshuva, one is able to transform the actual negative act into a positive. Very similar to the three levels of the fast being transformed that we talked about. First, that it's nullified, it's no longer a fast day. Then that it leads it becomes a day of celebration and then that the fast itself becomes a reason for celebration which incidentally explains a question about this halacha of the Rambam as well as in Shulchan Aruch because the Rambam and Shulchan Aruch are books of law so why do they tell us that when Mashiach comes these will be transformed into days of rejoicing that's not a halacha that's just uh, telling you uh, uh, what will happen in the future. That's not halacha. In the Rambam, we could say, because the Rambam also gives us halacha, what has to be done in the time of Mashiach. So it could be he's telling you that then there will be no need to fast. Okay, that's halacha. But in Shulchan Aruch and Tor, they don't tell you halachas of the time of Mashiach. So what are they trying to say with telling us that this is what the future brings? The answer is because the fast day is about doing tshuva so they're telling you we need to, our fast has to be focused on the kind of transformation that will happen in the time of Mashiach your tshuva today has to meet up with that standard 
of the transformation that will happen then, which means it has to go to such a deep level that even the negative is transformed into a positive. In fact, the two psukim, the one that the Rambam brings and the one that the Tur brings, also bring out the same point. The Rambam's Pasuk says that the days of the fast will be transformed into days of rejoicing. But the, the Tur brings a Pasuk in which it says, I will transform their, their sadness into jo- rejoicing. Not the day of the sadness, but the sadness itself. The fast itself will be transformed. The reason that is that way in the Psukim was because in the this Pasuk that the Rambam quotes was said about the time of the second Beis Amigdash. So there wasn't yet a complete transformation. The Beis Amidosh wasn't yet, didn't have the five things which uh, are critical to the Beis Amidosh, starting with the Aaron itself. So it's not a complete and utter absolute transformation yet, whereas the, the Pasuk in the Torah is referring to the time of Mashiach, which there will be a complete and absolute transformation. But the truth has to be said that even though the Rambam quotes the Pasuk, which doesn't seem to talk about absolute transformation, he is also talking about that kind of transformation. And it's clear from the way the Rambam speaks, because he says the fast will no longer be a fast. It'll be turned, and not only that, it will be turned into a day of, a time of rejoicing. So the question is, is he really just referring to the second level, which means the day will be a time of rejoicing? That doesn't have to be said, because it's an obvious thing that if there was a day in which for all the generations we fasted and suddenly we don't have to fast, obviously it'll be turned into a day of rejoicing. So what is the Ramam saying? Not only that, it'll be turned into a day of rejoicing. He must be saying something much more than just simply that the day of the fast will be transformed into rejoicing. And therefore, what is he saying? That the fast itself, he's referring to that third level of which we're talking it's well known that the Rambam the Rambam has been explained that the way he approaches the matter of Mashiach it seems that he sees it as two separate periods in the time of Mashiach there is the initial period in which he says that everything will go on as normal the only difference will be nothing will change naturally in the nature of the world the only difference will be that we will no longer be under the domination of the other uh, the, the other nations of the world Yidin will be free to do what they need to do. Then there is a later period in which things will change fundamentally. Tchiyas HaMesim is an absolute fundamental change, but that's a later period. The reason that the Rambam doesn't talk about that second period so much is because he says that we don't really understand what will happen then. We don't know the details. And it really isn't that critical to are to the basics of religion to know what will happen then exactly and therefore he doesn't cover it and based on this we can now understand why the Rambam separates it into two things first there will be the, the, it will no longer be a fast then he says that not only that it will also become a day will be transformed into a day of celebration which he means that the fast itself will be transformed that way the third level that we talked about and therefore he's talking about the two separate he's, he's divided into two separate periods in the f- initial period it'll stop being a fast day of course it'll be a day of celebration because if you're not fasting you're celebrating but then comes the, uh, high, the level in which the second period in which everything is transformed 
fundamentally. So then we will, be, we will reach this third level, which is that we will now be celebrating the fast itself. And that's something which is not the normal way that the world works, that we can celebrate something which is horribly painful. That is something that can only happen in the time of Mashiach when we can actually enter the meaning in the second period of the time of Mashiach when we can reach that level as well. What is in fact the reason that the Rambam quotes the first Pasuk, the one that puts it all on Yehuda rather than including the Yisrael? Why doesn't he bring the same Pasuk as we asked before as the Torah? The reason is because he wants to put a focus on Yehuda. Yehuda suffered much more greatly, the community of Yehuda suffered much more greatly from the Golos than the communities of the Ten Shvatim. The Ten Shvatim went into exile early in the middle of the first base of Migdash and they were taken, as it says in the Medish, across the river of Sambatian, which in a sense, which is some um, you know, mir- miraculous river and they're ensconced over there and that's where they are and that's where they stayed and, the, and that's where they remain until Mashiach comes. As we say, we say in one of the uh, kinnas on Tishabov, you, meaning the Ten Shvatim, you had one um, travel. You went into Golis once, and then you remained. We, I, meaning Yehuda, the rest of the community as we are today, we went from one Golis to another Golis to another Golis. We were kicked out of this country and had to go to another country, and this keeps going on so throughout the Golis. So the suffering the Golis was much greater for Yehuda than for Yisrael. For, for Yosef. And since the Geula is all commensurate with what, what happens in the Golos, the type of Geula is in accordance with the type of Golos, and therefore the Geula to the, the Yehuda is a much greater transformation than it will be for the Ten Shvatim, for Yosef. And that's why the Rambam, in order to bring out the great transformation of the fast, puts it more on Yehuda because the transformation is so much greater for Yehuda. But because, and he quotes the last words of the Pasuk and they will, peace and, and truth will be beloved. What he means to say is, the reason he quotes that, because you have to ask the question, why does he bring that part of the Pasuk altogether? What is it trying to say? It's trying to say that the Ten Shvatim will also be elevated to that kind of Geula because there will be such a unity amongst Yehuda and the Ten Shvatim that they will benefit from the great transformation that Yehuda has and they will also be included in that transformation. That's the meaning of those three words. But in fact there is another reason why Yehuda is much more um, much more the focus of the transformation of Golos to Geula more than Yosef. And to understand that we have to understand the difference between Yehuda's approach to service, serving Hashem and Yosef's approach to serving Hashem. Yosef is limadat Torah. It is a top-down, a revelation from above, which comes down into the world, and based on that, that's the kind of Aveda that Yosef does. Yehuda approaches everything with Misa. We have to take the, the lowest elements of creation and elevate them to godliness, to holiness a fundamental difference between Yosef's approach, Aveda, and Yehuda's Aveda is that when Yosef um, brings godliness into the world, the world doesn't become transformed, doesn't become elevated. 
what light does is it pushes away darkness it doesn't change the darkness into light but when you work with the darkness when you put effort into the darkness you transform it and you elevate the darkness that's Yehuda's work and because Yehuda works with the darkness to transform it and works with the absolute lowest type of darkness whereas Yosef can never reach the lowest levels because Yosef the, pur- the purpose of what Yosef is doing is to bring light to the world and there are areas in the world which are not capable of receiving that kind of light and holiness so they are completely ignored by Yosef's Aveda but Yehuda's Aveda works with even the lowest elements and, and transforms that too when you work with the lowest elements you reach the highest levels which means you reach the essence of Hashem Yosef can only bring down a level of godliness which, can, which is revealed from godliness what's called Giluyim revelations revelations do not reach the essence whereas Yehuda's work reaches up to the essence and therefore the transformation from Golos to Geula as experienced as brought about through Yehuda's Aveda is much more thorough it comes from a much darker place as we said that Yehuda suffered in the Golos much more which is what led to the fact that it can reach much deeper and higher into the essence of Hashem and bring forth a revelation of the essence of Hashem into Geula, which is something that Yosef wasn't able to accomplish, as we discussed. Which also explains another point in the difference between the early uh, period of Mashiach and the later period. In there are, it's described as when we get to Olam Abba, there will be the great Suda of the Leviathan, the Shaira Bar, which everyone's looking forward to. But then there is also the Rambam says that Olam Abba the time after Mashiach, there is no eating and drinking. So that we seem to be looking forward to a, a reward of eating and drinking, and then there is the time when there is no eating and drinking. What do they really represent? Eating and drinking in the spiritual sense means being able to enjoy and absorb godly, a revelation of godliness. But it's in a way that we can absorb it, that we can understand it with our own intellect and so on, with our own tools that we have as humans or as neshamas but then there comes an even higher level that the kind of uh, experience that we have is not the kind that we can eat which means we can understand and relate to the difference is the first one is the reward of getting to understand the spiritual side of all the Torah that we learned and all the mitzvahs that we did, things that we ourselves did but then comes a time when it's not a time for eating and drinking the revelation is from the essence of Hashem Himself and therefore that's something that we cannot understand the experience is something totally different that we can understand today cannot be described as eating and drinking and that's what he means, the first period Yehuda is what brings, through, brings forth the second period the first period is brought about through the Avaid of Yosef, Torah, Mitzvahs but Yehuda which represents working with the Mata, Mesiris Nefesh it, it talks about tshuva. Those are things which cannot we cannot even conceive of how to experience that. But that's what will be given to us in the second period. So that's what Parsha Vayigash is about: the coming together of Yehuda and the difference between Yehuda and Yosef, and how each one, each one, uh, it, its experience and its reward, and what happens the way Yosef does it in Yehuda, and that's why Yehuda is dominant. 
What does this have to do with Asar B'tevis? It says in Avudram regards to Asar B'tevis, that even if Asar B'tevis were to fall on Shabbos, we would not postpone it for Sunday. We would fast on Shabbos. And he says, because there's a posik in, uh, uh, that describes Asar B'tevis, in the midst of this day, which is similar to the phrasing that the Torah used in regard to Yom Kippur, and therefore, that's a day in which we fast, even if it comes out on Shabbos. So Asar B'tevis likewise. The question is, why? The reason is because Asar B'tevis, as we said all the way at the beginning, is the, the initial fast day. That's the, when it all started. There was the... Um, the siege that the, they laid around Yerushalayim, which led a few months later to the breaking through the walls of Yerushalayim, that's why we fast on Shivas Abatamas, which led to the destruction of the base of Megdash, which is why we fast on Tishabov, and then eventually led to the killing of Gedalia, which brought on even a greater degree of Tsaris. So it started on Nasarvatevis, that's the source the root of all the problems and that's why that fast day is much more severe and it has a certain element, an added element of Chumrah that even if it comes out on Shabbos you have to fast, however 